Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Young China podcast. We are a half Chinese Brit and a Siberian Russian living in China. We use our unique perspectives to demystify and translate Chinese culture and lifestyle. My name is Lucian. My name is Artem. We are entrepreneurs who made it in China, and now we are sharing our experience with you from the most attractive city in China <laughs> to expats. This, this is the news. This is actually one of my favorite topics. I think it's it's the favorite topic of basically everyone living in China. Whose city is best? Which region is the best? Why mine is better than yours? Why yours sucks? And there's this really great rivalry between everyone in China. I mean, a very friendly rivalry. And this is a fantastic topic that we're going to be speaking about today. You haven't named topic yet. So <laughs> the topic is like,、uh, what is the best city for expats in China? But let's talk about Shanghai and Beijing and other cities also. Okay, so this is fresh news that has just come out. That Shanghai has again been nominated the most attractive city for foreign talent in China, and this is the eighth executive year. The top ten cities also include Beijing, Shenzhen, Hangzhou, Guangzhou, Hefei, Nanjing, Chengdu, Qingdao, and Suzhou. I think that's really interesting. That if you look at this list, there's a few names that people who are not even familiar with China will know, right? Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen. But then you get into smaller places like Nanjing, Qingdao, Suzhou. But the one that really surprises me is Hefei,、mm-hmm. which is the provincial capital of a province called Anhui. Anhui is is a very in the, Anhui. Sorry, I I don't know how to say this without sounding a little bit rude. But Anhui, in the imaginations of Chinese people, is a very nothing happens there. Yeah, nothing happens there. It's a very grey kind of place. Like nothing very exciting or interesting happens there. So I'm a little bit surprised to see Hefei on this list. So the other places like Nanjing, that's the old capital of China, very beautiful, very historical. Chengdu is very famous for like hot pot and very spicy food, and they've got pandas. Qingdao is right by the sea. Suzhou is. Suzhou has a lot of history and wonderful parks. Guangzhou, as you know, is very famous for trading, and it's on the southern coast. Hangzhou is one of my favorite cities. Beautiful, beautiful city with Westlake, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And then we have Shanghai, Beijing, and Shenzhen. So deep description about the cities. <laughs> Chengdu, they have pandas and very spicy food. Yeah, that's well, why that's all、true. expats love this city. Well,、right? come on. This, That's exactly no 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 no. That rating is not about like touristic thing and you love pandas <laughs> whatever. It's just like serious thing about like where、uh, foreign talents go to work、mm. and live and probably bring their families and like having pandas and good hot pot is not the main reason they go、wow. there, right? So、wow. there involved that twenty three indicators. Spanning five fields: policy environment, government affairs environment, working environment, living environment, and science and innovation environment. That was how the ratings come up. So, and in this case, for sure, Shanghai is the best. If you check all these policies,、mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree in some ways. And Beijing in the second place, which is also kind of obvious.、Mm-hmm. So it's like two capitals. And then we go, yeah. Shenzhen is also obvious. What is Shenzhen? Everyone knows it's like Chinese Silicon Valley innovation hub,、mm-hmm. and like it's close to Hong Kong. It's warm weather. It's totally new city. So yeah, sure, Shenzhen. But then, 
Hangzhou. Actually, my favorite city also is Hangzhou. That's actually my favorite city. You're, yeah. Are you copying me? Yeah, it's my favorite. You heard me say that before. Yeah, I told and now you. you've decided. No, Kunming is also not bad. I'm like now I'm like uh, <laughs> doubting. About now you've like, changed your mind. Kunming is good, but uh, Hangzhou for sure is more developed. And mm. I mean, like for living, for sure Hangzhou is more comfortable. But Kunming is so chill, and is mm. they call it like a spring city because mm. it's always like a spring weather because it's in the mountains on above two thousand meters. And so it's always, even in summer, it's not that hot.、Mm-hmm. I actually just got back from Kunming. I was there in the summer because we we're filming there with、uh, the TV show, the day I ran China, the Mango TV and Discovery Channel TV show that I'm a star of. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm not promoting myself, I promise. But I was wearing a jacket,、um, and I we got there in August. Yeah, I was wearing a jacket in the city. Amazing, and it was it was so nice to get out of Shanghai, which was like at the time was like thirty seven degrees. I mean, just raging hot. But the most what I like in Kunming, which is not in top ten, people, people are so nice there because a lot of Chinese minorities, like ethnic minorities,、mm-hmm. and even like Chinese people, Hanzu, they、mm. are a bit different there. I don't know why, but they are very very friendly. They are so happy because it's close to Southern Asia, right? Like Thailand and Cambodia, where people their happiness level、mm-hmm. by a lot of researchers is higher than than many other countries. So probably this South Asian vibes influence Yunnan people. So they're like more happy, more relaxed, you know. So in my rating, Kunming will be here, like after Shanghai and Beijing, I think, and after Hangzhou. Maybe. I think it's also interesting to note that officially there are five hundred cities in China, right? That's that's almost unimaginable. Five hundred cities, and over a hundred and twenty of them have over a million people.、Think、I heard over two hundred. Oh, really? If you it's different rating. If you talk about municipalities,、mm-hmm. like all together, when、uh, city including like、uh, villages near you,、mm-hmm. right? so it's more than two hundred. But Actually, just as a thought exercise, that's just something that is so unfathomable to people. Like, how can you even imagine that? So, on this list, there are ten cities, but there are five hundred cities across China. Yeah, that doesn't include the smaller towns and the villages that don't rank as a city, right?、Yeah. But which are still beautiful places to live and visit. Okay, so then let's get onto our actual topic of conversation, rather than just talking about which our favorite personal favorite cities are. Let's talk about Shanghai, better, Shanghai, or Beijing. No, let's talk first about Shanghai because, like you know, like twenty three point seven percent of the country's total foreigners live in Shanghai. It's just like over two hundred thousand expats, and this is who live here by working visa. You know. And then, like family visa and students, whatever. So it's all together even more. It means like professionals and talents choose Shanghai. And you know what is very interesting that like eight Nobel Prize laureates and one Turing Award winner also participated in this voting, and they gave votes for Shanghai. You know. Wait, you're saying that there are eight, eight Nobel Prizes laureates. There are eight foreign Nobel laureates、mm-hmm. who live in Shanghai. No, 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 no. Probably they've been here. They have some connections.、Ah. I mean, like they also、uh, gave their votes for this.、Mm. A total of 
58 foreign experts based in Shanghai have been granted the Friendship Award, the highest honor the Chinese government can bestow on a foreigner. Do you have that award, Art? Probably we will have one. I one think. day. No, one really. Day. You know what? My colleague, Russian guy, he mm. probably will get it this year. Wow. Yeah. But he's staying in China more than 15 years. Mm. He works in the Chinese media field. But you're getting close. You've been here 12 years now? Eight. Oh. Eight. I related to China 12 years, but constantly living is eight years. Well, but by that definition, I've been related to China my entire life. Where is my friendship award? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know actually w- what does mean. If you have this award, you can, I don't know, w- what you can do. <laughs> we can make research about this. So, you know, every time I meet one of my friends from Beijing in Shanghai or I go up to Beijing, we always have this conversation. And I think in the most simplest terms, we talk about Shanghai being historical and having this really great vibe and having a lot of facilities that foreigners are used to, right? International schools, hospitals, restaurants, bars, all of that stuff. Whereas Beijing... It has all of this to the same. But it has terrible, terrible traffic. That's the worst traffic. And smog. And smog. But also, it's, it's a very bizarrely set out city. And for me, it's also, as they say, Beijing is the big village. Really, I can feel these vibes of a tier two city, tier three, no... What do you mean by that? I don't know. It's just like vibes. In Shanghai, you can feel you're in like mega city, mega police, like a big thing, you know? The same vibes you can feel, I don't know, in uh, Paris, uh, in like Moscow. But when you're in Beijing, it's so like, you know, like you're in your neighborhood. Maybe it's a lot of people love Beijing because it's more cozy. Really, it's more cozy. Mm, I know what you mean. And more relaxed. It's like not that dynamic like Shanghai. Shanghai is a, like Hong Kong, whatever, like a big cities, a bit like uh, there is a yali on you. I don't know pressure. You can feel this pressure in Beijing, even in city center. You can feel this like you know relaxed vibes. This like granddads sitting drinking the like beer or like argatol, like it's it's, it's a Chinese alcohol. And no, it's like. Or in the city center near this, like, uh, Guomao, you can see much more people, like, spitting on the, <laughs> the, you know, I don't know. I know what you mean about Beijing having this kind of village vibe, because there's no real center, right? There's actually a whole bunch of centers, which makes everything feel a little bit, or actually very disconnected. So one of the big centers is called Haidian, and the other big center is called Chaoyang. And to get a car from one side to the other on a good day will take you about an hour but on a bad day it'll take you an hour and a half to two hours and so you think about how these two centers of the city and you think about how disconnected these two centers of the city are so how can you feasibly in one day have meetings or have a meeting of minds between people people from different industries from these areas coming together so i know exactly what you mean about things feeling isolated there but the another thing, Beijing is like a cultural capital of China, really. I'm not talking only about this like Gugung Forbidden City or like some destinations, travel destination or Great Wall. I'm talking about like people and exhibitions and like Chijuba is 798, the art district, the biggest art space in Asia. And you can feel the vibes. And there are much more 
musicians in Beijing, much more artists. Uh, in Shanghai, yeah, but it's more like, you know, glamorous, trendy. Commercial. Commercial, really commercial, like Chuinyu here, like, you know, uh, how to say in English. Like showing off bragging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in, in Beijing, it's a real art, you know, you can feel it. And, the, and you know, Beijing is also kind of a capital of uh, Chinese rock music. Mm. It's like underground punk and rock scene is big and huge in Beijing and like real rock guys in 80s like they attracted from whole China went to Beijing you know I know like this is like a, a Beijing rock legend I know one guy he's like a friend of my friend from Urumqi from Xinjiang a Chinese guy who just took his guitar and one like uh, backpack and then went to Beijing for like to become a star you know a <laughs> rock star to play wow. somewhere and as Shanghai's electronic capital, mm. electronic music capital, mm. you know, like all these underground clubs and fashion clubs, anyway, mm. clubs thing is here. I, I know exactly what you mean about Beijing having this kind of underground vibe because it's a northern city. It's tough living. It's cold. It's dirty. It's smoggy. It's still kind of grey. It's still got this very kind of old communist Soviet kind of feel to it. So outside of the big skyscrapers here and there dotted around the different city centers of Beijing, a lot of the old buildings, they still exist, right? So a lot of the architecture from the 60s, 70s, 80s. And I think that really informs the way that people feel about the city and the way that they feel about themselves there. So you're saying Beijing underground vibes? No. You don't think so? I think like Shanghai is, I mean, like if we talk about like youth culture, underground, underground culture is here in no, but it's a different kind of thing here. Underground, still, there is punk rock. Here in Shanghai, it's more led by fashion rather than being super alternative. I mean, there is some element of that, but here, like you say, it's more about showing off, I think. Whereas in Beijing, I've met a lot of musicians, like you were saying. Actually, there's this one, one example that I have. I remember getting on the metro and seeing a whole bunch of people reading books. Mm -hmm. I was like... I was amazed because in Shanghai, everyone's on their phones all the time, right? Yeah. And to see young people reading books, that blew me away, actually. I, I don't want to like compare IQ of the cities, but oh. in Beijing, <laughs> really, I met really more like intelligent and educated people. I mean, like more deeply when you really yeah, the deeper can people, talk about... Uh, really some deep topics mm. with them not only about politics this mm. is also another thing mm. Shanghai people don't care too much about politics mm -hmm. while Beijing which is obviously capital like every taxi driver or granddad will talk with you mm. about politics right but they accept politics they also can talk about a lot of things about lit literature really I mean like a lot of topics just like the more I don't know how to say it. I don't want to offend Shanghai people, you know. Just Shanghai people are busy with earning money, while Beijing people, they're already like in the center of China, let's say like mm. in the capital. So they're busy with their mental health. Mm. I don't know. I mean, the thing about Shanghai and Beijing is just to be there in either of these cities, the vibe, the feel, the atmosphere is so different. Even in the built-up areas or the CBDs, they just feel different. The way that people walk, the way that people talk, the way that they dress, it's all completely different. 
really even i live here in a french concession which is also kind of a neighborhood with like low uh, buildings and like you know so it, you still feel you're not in a city big city center there is like grannies and grandlands you're still like a local but it's not still the same vibes as in beijing even i'm not living there when i come there and like uh, in the center i'm going to hutong to some cafes or something like so this the hutongs I, are the old beijing stone houses yeah. right yeah. and i really feel there like a local more than in, in shanghai because i know this vibes i think it's also a northern attitude right not just beijing but all of the north they're a bit more kaifeng open they're open they're more like they're more direct they're less shy they will take the initiative to talk to you so despite the weather being so much colder actually the people are a lot warmer i really enjoy every time i go to beijing because it's just a completely different vibe yeah maybe it's also shanghai got influenced by western individualistic culture <laughs> where everyone is like you know uh, keep distance mm-hmm. from each other while beijing is still like true china mm-hmm. which not got influenced by Western. Oh, but it's, it's small things like this, like on that same metro ride where I saw a bunch of people reading books. I remember I was standing near the door of the metro and someone tapped my shoulder to get off. He actually tapped my shoulder and said, excuse me, I want to get off. I have never experienced that in Shanghai. Like in Shanghai, you get an elbow in the ribs because they're moving past you rather than saying, excuse me, I want to get off. So it's these subtle differences, right? So despite Beijing being a little bit more direct and and rough in some ways people are a lot more refined and civilized there yeah maybe it's not civilized i mean like it's still i think it's really shanghai spoiled by western culture let's say like this or well, not like western like by the big city vibes while beijing is still one of the biggest city in the world but it's keep real chinese vibes like the best thing what chinese like culture have is mm-hmm. like remains it and mm-hmm. then that's why i also when in beijing you're asking your way somewhere people really can bring you by the hand there mm-hmm. while shanghai i mean it could happen but not that big chance they will say i oh, go there blah 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 or mm. even like don't uh, sorry i'm busy mm. i'm going to earn my millions <laughs> 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 while in beijing is like more well, cheap, you should really. you should stop asking people in rolls royces direction or for a lift to where you're going then. <laughs> no really I, it's, it's interesting i love more shanghai i don't want to live in beijing but actually more about because of weather smog and traffic really this is like really important things yeah i think you're completely right on those three factors and i know a surprising amount of people who've moved from beijing to shanghai i don't just mean expats i also mean locals as well maybe not beijingers themselves because they're very obviously a very proud people to be coming from that city but people from other parts of china who've first gone to beijing and then they've decided to actually I want to go to shanghai i've met a lot a lot like that and i think less the other way around beijing is much cheaper the interesting thing beijing is a capital but they're like a lot of things much cheaper than in shanghai much cheaper the same price is like it's cheaper than guangzhou even I mean like I don't know why because ah also they 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 work on it I mean like the the government of the Beijing they give this good prices for transportation like metro and buses I know it's still kind of 3 maybe or something I mean like or two even I mean like it's cheap and you ha- can have a proper dinner 
Beifang dinner, northern dinner. <laughs> Lots of They're, potatoes and meat, like, right? I don't know, three times cheaper than Shanghai. No, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay, well, I'm going to Beijing next week and... If I don't find your cheap meals, I'll be very, very upset. I think it's really cheap. Even like water is cheaper than that. <laughs> that, that's what I like. Yeah, really. Even smog is cheaper than that. You just breathe it in for free. Uh, smog. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a big thing. Even like here in Shanghai, uh, after Shenzhen, the cleanest city, mm. the clearest city in uh, China, really. It's like by a lot of ratings. Is what Shenzhen? Shenzhen. Yeah. What where all the factories are? No, no, no. Which factories? Hardware, innovation, high tech factories. Really, you can check Shenzhen. That's why it's like on the third place, I think, mm. because it's really. I mean, like environment, and not only southern cl- climate, but the quality of the air and the sea breeze. All the things for sure is much better. After that, and I moved to Shanghai more than one year already. And I realized how I depend on the sun and the blue sky. And after Shenzhen, he is not good at all. But I can imagine what will be in Beijing when I will live in winter and see this smog and like gray thing. <laughs> and you know, and people wearing black clothes. Mm, mm, They're all in dark clothes. So you are like in a dystopia movie, you know, it's like dark. <laughs> so actually one of my friends from Beijing He calls Shanghai China light because Shanghai is basically almost not living in China, right? A lot of people who don't speak Chinese live here very easily, very well. You have a very high level of living, like you said. All the amenities, all the facilities you could possibly want—they're all right here. You don't have to go through the inconveniences of being a foreigner in a different country in Shanghai so much. Certainly, you don't have to go through like the language problems, or the cold, or the dirt, or those kinds of things, right?、Mm-hmm. So, really, living in Shanghai, we're very privileged to be here. But it's we're not, not China. We're not really in China. It's not China at all, right? We, we we're just in this kind of weird international bubble. I don't mean international because there's lots of foreigners here. I mean the f- locals here. They're very very international in their outlook and the things that they do. So that brings me on to my next point. My business. Which helps a lot of foreign brands come into China. I think I couldn't do this in Beijing, not so much, and certainly no other city outside of Beijing and Shanghai would I be able to do this. As for me, I think Beijing probably could be very suitable for La Waimi thing, like cultural and cultural consulting, cultural marketing, because I don't know yet, but I'm. Moving in direction of Chinese art and all the things, no one understands what's going on. Me too, <laughs> but I'm trying to get into it. And actually, a movie industry also is also in Beijing. You know,、mm-hmm. I mean, like the places,、uh, like mo- movie towns and cities where all production probably not all in Beijing, but the biggest offices of the biggest companies, movie companies, all in Beijing, and TV and all the things. You know, and media. And actually, Beijing is we're saying like Shenzhen is a Silicon Valley of China. No, it's hardware Silicon Valley of the world, but Beijing is still Silicon Valley of China. Do you know like Zhongguancun? It's like first tech park in China, which was open eighties, and it's like more than fifty percent of Chinese unicorns, companies, startups is all from Beijing. So it means we could say like yeah, Shanghai has money, whatever. 
but the biggest companies offices and like the best startups are still coming from beijing but let's not get confused about this it's very very important to have your headquarters in beijing but that doesn't imply that a major part of the workforce is also in beijing the headquarters has to be there because of the government relations that you have to have when you're doing things on a big scale in china you have to be connected with the government you have to know what the policies are coming forward you have to know how to implement stuff yeah that's why i'm moving to beijing hey <laughs> when they will defeat smog probably in 5 years they say in 10 years so in china a lot of the economy follows the five year plans that the government rolls out and guanxi with government is important yeah. for any business relationships with the government come to one high level you should communicate with government otherwise you will not develop there's actually a there's actually a phrase in china that once you become over a certain size your company is no longer yours it becomes the country's right so alibaba meituan all these big super super famous companies that everyone has heard of because they affect so many people yeah. they have to be regulated in a big way by the government yeah. right because for example like wechat like there's a there's a billion people on wechat with all their data and all this stuff and and so the government has to regulate it in some way whether it's it to prevent this, it even in the US it's the same but it's not the same there because it's a like mm, not the same but still they're trying to regulate they're trying to regulate it now right after a lot of the scandals have happened but in china it's a proactive rather than reactive regulation yeah i mean like when you start a company and you aim like on the highest league for sure you need to realize one day you must to work with government together to develop your products mm-hmm. and it's okay i mean like it's kind of a agreement i mean coming from a western perspective it's an odd thing to come to china and understand that the government here isn't this kind of big scary oppressive power that you kind of expect it to be it's more like a system where you can kind of get things done it's very long and complex and complicated but there is a system there and it's kind of there as a framework to make things happen yeah um, i mean like if you use it in the right way mm-hmm. it helps you yeah. i mean like government well, here really i mean like in russia it doesn't work like this really <laughs> yeah. government trying to get squeeze all things from you you know like mm-hmm. all money all like whatever but uh, here they want your company works well and then you can give a lot of like uh, tax tax so you can employ a lot of people and make all people happy you know I mean like it doesn't go so deep when you are not that big business even on middle enterprise they don't care that much I mean mm-hmm. you know and and if you are small business no one cares at all okay we are coming to our favorite business topics <laughs> entrepreneurs but it's too much this podcast is a relief from all these business things and we talk here about culture more So Beijing is government city and that's why many big corporates open their headquarters there but not only because of this all corporates are there but because of the brains you know mm. best universities mm. best research institutes are all in Beijing historically 
And that's really interesting about Beijing and Shanghai. So one of the city centers in Beijing is called Haidian. And that's where all of the big universities are. Zhongguanzun is there, yeah. Yeah, part yeah, of- yeah. And that Haidian district is within the inner limits of the city, right? Whereas in Shanghai, the university block, which is in Songjiang and Minhang, that's miles away. I mean, really miles and miles away from the city center. Well, Haidin is also not that close. But it's not far like Songjiang is, man. Mm, I don't, but here, some, some universities also like in the but city center. But those are the old traditional ones, mm-hmm. right? The old traditional universities of which there are like a handful in Shanghai. Where is Jiaotong University? They've got two campuses, one in Jiaotong University metro station in the city center and, yeah. and a campus outside in Songjiang. On the whole, the universities in Beijing they are more central in the city than the universities in Shanghai, which are out in a very far away designated education zone. I don't agree. I mean, like, it's it's hiding is not city center at all. It's far away. And with traffic, it's too far away. But it's the third pro- ring road, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's far away. It's not that far away. It's not like Songjiang. You've been to Songjiang? Of course you have. It's a 90-minute metro ride. The thing is... To these universities, they don't need to be in city center because in Haidian, they have this Zhongguanzun, which is like Chinese Silicon Valley, and all companies are there. So it's literally like this. You cross the road of your campus and you go to get internship in one of the <laughs> biggest companies in the world. Yeah, it's really like this. Yeah, sure. So it's so convenient to everyone. And if you want to open startups, they have this like startup avenue. You just go there, a lot of accelerators, incubators, whatever. You come with your idea. So, I mean, like after classes and you can get a small grant for to develop for developing this. I think Shanghai in this case is more, uh, I don't know, more uh, market rules here works, you know. There is you can really get support and I don't know it's something like about big vision and idea. Here is all about money. Mm-hmm. So I mean like I don't know in these terms, I'm Shanghai probably is not the best place for young startups. I mean you know you and I are both entrepreneurs, and Shanghai has its own benefits and downsides. And I think ultimately, Shanghai doesn't need startups. Neither does Beijing. Not really, right? Shanghai doesn't need startups because they get taxed from these. There are so many events here about startups. Mm, Sure. Why? (laughs) But the thing about Shanghai is it doesn't need startups because it's got so many big companies who are here, headquartered here, paying loads and loads of tax, right? But remember, China has this big policy of innovation and pushing forward, you know, starting new companies and new technologies. And so I would say for that reason, there is a lot of push in Beijing for that to be happening, these startups to be happening. Whereas Shanghai, I would say a lot of the startups I know in Shanghai, they're not these like high tech, changing the world stuff. They're like, they're brands, agencies. They're about making money. I mean, just purely about making money rather than making a big change. So it's not about lack of big companies in Beijing. It's the more probably headquarters of big companies in Beijing than in Shanghai. Just because they here is different goals. Here companies come to make money mm-hmm. and to get mm-hmm. to the market. And there is companies about like really innovation, high tech and like more long term strategies and more like uh, with a scientific basis and tech basis, you know. And here is like all about again, yeah, marketing, financial, 
and like different creative fashion, all the things is here, mm -hmm. which is all about commercial money. And if we talk about your, let's yeah, it's a, like advice for you if you are like young entrepreneur startup, if you have a high tech startup or like innovations, all about high tech is Beijing, high tech hardware Shenzhen, yeah, exception, and actually medical. Field is very developed here in Shanghai. It's a big cluster here, right? Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't know that actually. Yeah, yeah. Shanghai needs companies are like leading in different uh -huh. like research institutes. Medical cluster is the biggest here. I think we should talk about the people of Shanghai and Beijing. I hate Chinese people. <laughs> that's what's saying Beijing people. <laughs> and Beijing and Chinese people the same the same about Beijing. But I think if we take Chinese people in general from another regions, they probably more prefer Beijing as over Shanghainese, yes, right? Yeah. Because they all say Shanghainese people are very snobby. They think about themselves too much. They like to show off their money, whatever. Because, like, really, probably I don't know about data, but there are a lot of a lot of rich people in Beijing. But you will never see that many like. Super cool cars, like very expensive clothes, all these brands, luxury thing is more about Shanghai. I will say this though, I'm not sure if it's the same in Beijing, but Shanghainese have actually a very big reputation for being very lazy, <laughs> because because they already have a house here, so they don't need to go and earn money. And obviously, house prices in Shanghai and Beijing are like mega mega ridiculous. So if you already have a house here, your parents already give you a house, then you don't need to earn that much. So I've, I know personally a lot of Shanghainese because of one of our clients, which is a very big hotel. A lot of the local people who work in that hotel, they only get like three or four thousand RMB a month. I know a lady who's been there working there for twelve years. She's only just gotten a raise to six thousand RMB a month after twelve years. She's older than I am. That's incredible. I mean, it's the same for any big cities. I mean, like, for, it's the same for Beijing, for sure. Local people, I, I mean, there is also they don't work, they just like. But I think Shanghai is particularly like this. There's this attitude about it, and I and there's this very. I mean, even the Shanghainese they say about themselves, which means we just really like a relaxed life. Like, how many Shanghainese entrepreneurs do you know? Shanghainese locals.、Mm, yeah, not many. But I don't know much Beijing entrepreneurs. Also, we're not in Beijing, and that's the whole thing, right? I think I know more local Beijing entrepreneurs, even though I don't live in Beijing, than Shanghainese entrepreneurs. And I've been living here almost six years now. I don't know. I don't think any difference in this case. It's just like problem of the big cities, of a metropolis when. Uh, outsiders come here and they're struggling for their life. They work hard. That's how they become more successful than local people. This is the same for Beijing. This is the same for Shanghainese. And I don't know. I think still, it's not about laziness. Beijing people are still even more relaxed, and that's all.、Uh, in, even in earning money thing and all things, just like comfortable way of life. While Shanghainese, I don't know what they do. <laughs> they're like spending money. And still complaining a lot. But actually, it's not the Shanghainese themselves who are spending. Like a lot of the gajillionaires you see in Shanghai riding around in Lamborghinis, they're on the whole not even from Shanghai. 
I would I would estimate at like ninety percent are not Shanghainese, like not locals. But the interesting thing that four die, this term, second generation, rich. second generation rich, like a rich kids.、Mm. It comes from Beijing first, really,、mm-hmm. because it's second generation, not of、uh, entrepreneurs or businessmen kids. It's about、uh, government. party government yeah. guys. Yeah, so they call Guan Erdai, right? And when I first time came to China ten years ago and went to Sanlitun, I've never been to Moscow before, and I saw all these like rich kids. Like that time I was, I don't know, twenty years old, and、um, the same guys or even like teenagers was driving Ferrari、yeah. <laughs> and all the thing on Sanlitun, and I was so shocked. I mean, like I. Did understand something about China? I didn't have a lot of myths about this in my head, but that was so surprising. I mean, I, because I've spent, you know, about few days just like walking around Forbidden City and another districts, which is not that bright like Shanghai. I mean, like here, you don't need to go to special districts. Even in my Nanxiang, you know, there are a lot of rich. Mm-hmm. Cars or whatever, like just like I mean, like luxury here is everywhere, but in Beijing, luxury is like you know it's in some places in like Sanlitun,、yeah. and then after a few days in Beijing, I came to Sanlitun and realized, oh, that's how I can see that Beijing people also have money, and by Fuordai,、mm-hmm. the Fuordai concept I always thought was more about say Zhejiang province and then Guangdong province, because they're the ones that have a lot of factories. Right, so it's the kids of the factory owners who were that first generation of rich. Yeah, so you can feel it in Beijing, and just in some places. And Shanghainese people like to show off themselves everywhere, in every aspect of their life. Really. Artem, where is your favorite place in Shanghai? Nanxiang. Nanjiang, your faraway countryside. Do you have anywhere in the city center that that you really love and appreciate? I love French concession as many foreigners, but it's really good. I mean,、mm-hmm. like it's really cozy in a nice weather, and when it's not、uh, like a weekend day, so it's really cool. I、mm-hmm. mean, like it's 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 something special. It's kind of European vibes, but it's still you will never find the same place in Europe. You understand this is Shanghai. Yeah, this is only in Shanghai. It's not China. It's not Europe. Is like this thing exists only in Shanghai. It's like the unique, unique landscape of Shanghai. I think Shanghai is one of the most unique cities in that sense that there is nowhere else in the whole world that has such a good protection of its old history, which isn't that old. It's only about you know 150 years or so. Protection but, of their own wives, let's say. I mean, like, but、um, also, also. Some、atmosphere. of the world's most incredible skyscrapers.、Mm-hmm. Like, where else are you going to find a house that's like 150 years old, plus like the world's tallest skyscraper? Back home in England, all of our houses are like 100 years old, but there's also not really that much new stuff.、Mm-hmm. Here in Shanghai, you can't move for skyscrapers; they're all over the place.、Mm-hmm. In England, it's big news when they're building a 30-story building or a 40-story building, like. Everyone goes crazy about it because it's such a big deal in England. But here, it's like you—it just pops up without you even noticing it because they—they move so quickly and there's so many of them.、Mm, the same in Guangzhou and Shenzhen, <laughs> but not the same in Beijing. Ah, yeah, and that's interesting. 
Because they uh, really care about the also historical view of Beijing, and they uh, don't try to do like so I, many. Uh, one of the really interesting things about Beijing is it's very planned. So if you look at it on a map, it's got these ring roads and then crossroads. It's very like someone sat down and then drew the city and then they went and built it. And that's really interesting in the way that in the way that it informs life, traffic, and all of these things, right? So even for example, it's not that convenient to live there, but on paper it looks great. It looks like very no, uniform. No, it's actually convenient. The thing is, like, I just had had my friend who come from Beijing, and we were like uh, passing our crossroads, and then he said, "Oh, okay, we just can go like this." And then he realized, "What? You're not like this squarish like we have mm-hmm. in Beijing." He said, "Like, it's really logical in Beijing. You just like, you know, you can make around because it's like always a square. It's a square, and here." You don't know never like where the streets comes out. But here it's more pedestrian friendly. Here is yeah, sure. a city for walkers, where there it's a city for cars, yeah, for cycling, for cycling as well. I mean, for walking is is awful. And here in Shanghai, the metro stations are about ten minutes walk from each other. I would mm-hmm. say, in Beijing, on the whole, I feel they're around twenty to twenty five minutes. It's not as close as as each other. And even when you're inside the metro and you want to change a line, you're still walking like. Two three hundred meters, because of the way that the city is so pre-planned. Yeah. So it's it's not that flexible in that sense. Ah, uh, so deep actual topic. There are a lot of fields and a lot of uh, aspects what we can talk about. So as you said earlier, the best universities in China are in Beijing, Tsinghua and Beida. So Tsinghua and Peking University. And I was thinking about doing an MBA, and I don't think I would do it in Shanghai. Just because, if you really want that Chinese experience, like that, the real Chinese experience, I think it would have to be in Beijing.、Um, yeah, sure. It's interesting that, and yeah, we you just mentioned that, like Shanghai, you can see a few photos on someone I don't know Instagram without location, and you don't know this person related to China, but you will understand this is Shanghai.、Mm-hmm. But many photos from Beijing, it will be the same as many other cities in China. Mm-hmm. It means really like Beijing is a part of a big China, while Shanghai still like stand out, and that's why like China, Shanghainese people likes to show off. This is my theory, <laughs> because like Shanghai is by itself is different、mm-hmm. show off,、mm-hmm. so they are also like comes to people's soul. They are also showing off. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really nice analogy to think about Beijing and Shanghai. Beijing ultimately is still. The people city. I think a lot of people in in China who haven't been to Beijing, they have this like this this dream to go there. Like it has a real power, a real history to it that draws people not to live there perhaps, but to go and see the seat of power that of China. Right. So you go to the, these big big places like Tiananmen, Guangdong, Forbidden City, etc., etc., etc. And there's a big list of these places. Whereas I think on the whole, Shanghai just. Doesn't have it in that way. Like Shanghai is, is as a city, this cool place, but it doesn't have these like must go to places that have like had a place in history in China.、Uh, only French concession. <laughs> so I think, like you say, in Shanghai, I think it's the former French concession and the Bund, and really not that much. I mean, it's more about the vibe. So when my friends say, "Hey, what's cool in Shanghai?" I'm like, "Just go for a walk." 
just like just La walk. Rouge and Mint Club and yeah, well. like found oh have you been there really most people asking when you've been to Shanghai about like famous restaurants clubs bars you know mm. but it's more the vibe of the city yeah. right there's no like there are not many actual sites to go and see it's just the whole city is in a way the whole city is a Nanxiang ancient town is not yes bad. yes the countryside of Nanxiang ancient town again yeah. We're going to become a geographer's. One of the most ancient places in Shanghai, actually, really. You can check the history. <laughs> <laughs> we start this episode from top 10 cities for expats in China, and which, like, Shanghai is the best, the Beijing the second place, Shenzhen the third. And there are so many cities, and we can make, like, separate episodes about every city. But I'm not sure we should do this. Because like we can make a one about Hangzhou because Hangzhou is so nice, it is such. You a nice should city. do a video about cities. Yeah, I don't oh my think god, we should can... do one. We should do one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, I really look forward to that, and I think we've had a really good conversation today about that ultimate topic between Beijing and Shanghai, which all Shanghainese and all Beijingers love to engage in, whether they're locals or they're expats. And now. Many Shanghainese people will hate us because we're saying they are show-off and Beijingers because we're saying it's a village. (laughs) Now we are not welcomed in two biggest cities anymore. Well, like I said, I'm going next week. So Um, I think that ultimately coming from this perspective is we haven't spent that much time in Beijing. Last year, I spent there totally, I think, around one month and a half altogether. Mm. Because we had one project and I went there like business trip like monthly. And wow. when and only after that period I started to kind of like Beijing. Before it was terra incognita for me and that's why I always was saying like it's not good, blah blah blah. Just because I didn't realize that vibes. And then I got some friends who took me to this Hutong, very cozy cafes and some other places. I met a lot of people there. And I think they're even foreigners. They are different, really. Mm, yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. And they really look down on us, man. Like the <laughs> foreigners there, they really look down on foreigners in Shanghai. They think we, we are all in... here about fun and fashion and blah blah blah. But you it's know? true. How many marketing people have you met here? Like everyone here is in marketing. How many mm. marketing people have you met in Beijing? Like none. Yeah, they're doing real shit there. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing real stuff there. Um, I will say also though. And I didn't say this at the beginning so as not to put bias on Beijing or Shanghai, but I actually grew up in Beijing for a small part of my life. <laughs> Did you know that? Well, no. You didn't know that? I actually for one to, day? No, I lived there for a year. Yeah, I used to live in Haidian. You didn't know that? When you were... And when I was nine years old. Really? Yeah. And you didn't pick any Chinese at that time? Well, I picked it up and then I went back like 15 years later with no knowledge of it, right? Well, you stayed there. So my father's job, we moved around a lot for for his work. So you're a Lao Beijinger. Yeah, so Lao, Lao Beijingeran. Actually, the more differences and diversity about China regions, uh, you can know from our one of our previous episodes when we talked about difference between South and North and it's more in general. And now we are coming to like Shanghai and Beijing. So listen please to that thing and... Uh, Leave your comments and feedback on our Instagrams, on our LinkedIn, on any platform you listen to us. And just let let us know maybe what is the better city for you, Beijing, Shanghai, or like your best city, Kunming also. 
Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you again so much for listening. We look forward to seeing you next time. This is Lucian. My name is Artem. And we are Young China. Yeah, you Bye. did it without me saying it. Yes. Uh... One person should say this. I think it's good. Yeah. Oh, oh now can, it's we, okay. Yeah, we can make a turn. Okay, next time okay. we will say right. we are Young China. Bye-bye. Okay. See you later, guys. Bye-bye.